Well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome back to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am so excited that you guys have decided to tune in and listen to me talk about movies and TV shows. <laughs> well, as I said, thanks again for tuning in to another episode. We have a lot of things to go over in this episode. Before I get there, though, please be sure to check me out on my Instagram page at the Movie Bugle. You can also check me out on my Twitter page at the Movie Bugle. And then if you want to um, give this information to any of your friends or family or coworkers and say, hey, Hey, check out the movie bugle if you go to my link tree page um, the web address is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash the movie bugle or if you go to my t- uh, instagram page you can click the link in the bio you can have access to everywhere that the movie bugle is you know being streamed and broadcast at i'm available all over the internet i'm on the apple Podcasts. i'm on google Podcasts. i'm on spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, and tune in so I always try to have some new and exciting things to talk to you guys about. Uh, I post a, uh, my podcast every week on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time. You know, so you may have to check your local, you know, time zones and see when that's going to come out. <laughs> but thank you all again for tuning in. Now, this episode I've been waiting to do. Um, I had to compile all my notes for because I wanted to go over specific things with you guys. And uh, but we're going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, we've been talking about this movie on this podcast show for quite some time leading up to it. This has been a journey. It's been, you know, one of the most highly anticipated movies of all time. Um, you know, there's been a lot of leagues, a lot of speculations, a lot of, you know, just everything. And, you know, um, I, I do have a big spoiler section talk, um, but before I get to the spoiler section, if you haven't seen it yet, you can listen to this, you know, the beginning part first, just to get a general overview, just some quick thoughts and everything. But Spider-Man No Way Home has been a journey, you guys. Um, I remember over a year ago when they started to do the casting announcements, I actually made a video on my YouTube page just talking about some speculations and stuff like that. And um, so it's, it's been fun. And honestly, I want to say before we actually haven't had this much hype for a movie since Avengers Endgame. And that came out, you know, April 2019. So it's been, you know, a good two years. Well, almost almost three years now because uh, we're in December. But it's been quite some time since we've had, you know, this much hype surrounding a movie. So let's go ahead and dive into because I have a lot of things to cover in this in this episode. I have so much stuff to say. Um, I have so many things to you know dissect and go over and just talk with you guys about. So let's go ahead and get started. So, like I said, I'm going to do a quick non-spoiler talk in the beginning, you know, just talk about some things. But it's hard to do a review with this movie without going into spoilers because there's a lot. There's a lot happening in this movie, and I want everyone to go out and see it. I want everyone to go out and to enjoy this film. Uh, but I can give you all, you know, just some quick stuff up front. Um, this is definitely my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Uh, you know, what's funny. Before this, my favorite Spider-Man movie to date was Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock. Um, just there's a lot of things around that movie that makes it special to me but one sentimental thing for me is i remember when that movie came out you know this is when i you know back in the day when we had to you know buy tickets at the box office and you know wait in line and stuff like that you know it wasn't a lot of you know buying movie tickets online and you know, pre-ordering your seat so it wasn't a lot of that at the time and um i wanted to see this movie opening night and i think my mom had to work at the time and i was a child 
like early teenagers because this came out 2004 so i would have been 14 so listen tina i wasn't you know you, you get what i'm trying to say but anyways um my grandmother you know she, she was still with us and she we all stayed together we me and my brother and my sisters uh, my mom stayed at my grandmother's house and i wanted to go see this movie and we had moved a little bit further away from my favorite theater at the time so um my grandmother took me up to the theater and she was like you know i'll take you i'll, I'll take you up there or whatever and then my grandma was not into any of these comic book movies or anything like that you know my she was a lifetime you know girl you know, she always watched her same shows and all the stuff like that. But she took me up there and then um, I said, the movie should be over in about two and a half hours. And she was like, OK, cool. And then she said, you know what, Justin, I'm going to stay here and watch it with you. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I'm going to stay here and watch it with you because I don't want to have to come get you up. I don't have to go back home, get settled on the couch and then come back in two hours to come pick you up. So I'm just going to stay here and watch. And, you know, she stayed awake for most of it. Um, but at the end, she was like, you know, that was a really good movie. I liked it. And I was like wow so you know it's always have a that movie will always have a special place in my heart just because i got to enjoy that movie in the theater with my grandmother but anyways just from a movie standpoint that's been always been my favorite but this one is my new favorite you know in my opinion everyone has their own i know a lot of people throw into the spider-verse which is a perfectly good candidate for their top favorite and everything like that but um this is my also my number one favorite mcu movie of all time as well and in the spoiler section i would break that down a little bit more just because like i said it's kind of hard to talk about my reasonings without going into spoilers if you have been able to avoid all the many leaks, you will enjoy this movie, like for real, for real. If some of the leaks were revealed to you, you'll still be able to enjoy the movie because the execution is how the how all those are delivered to you. Um, there's been a lot of leaks for this movie, uh, and we'll talk about that in the spoiler section in just a moment. But there's been a lot, and I think that, you know, us movie fans, we are so excited for these properties, but we can also, like, it's, it's like they're saying, like, don't open up your presents until Christmas. Um, you know, it's the anticipation of not knowing what's coming, and then on Christmas Day, you have that, oh, wow, you know, I got the toy that I want, or I got the, you know, the outfit that I wanted, or I got the shoes that I wanted, you know what I mean? But if you know beforehand, then on Christmas Day, is it as a, is it as special you know what I mean? And I think that's going to be some people's issues, you know, with this, because, you know, we pretty much spoiled this movie for ourselves before going into it. I know that a lot of people have no idea what's coming and, you know, they heard rumors, but they didn't really go deep diving like us, like hardcore movie fans did. But either way, this movie does deliver in a way that was sort of unexpected. When you have so many characters in one film, it's kind of nerve wracking because it could be too much going on. You know, that happened with Spider-Man 3, Sam Raimi, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2. So this is like the like the trill like the third you know chapter in this trilogy and there's a bit of curse of too many characters. Um, is this going to go right? Is this going to go wrong? But I definitely feel like they delivered. Um, quick update with the box office. There's been no official number yet. But um, I know that on Thursday, the Thursday night previews, um, Spider-Man No Way Home opened up around $50 million just for Thursday alone, which is the high, third highest of all time. I want to say Avengers Endgame was first, um, Star, Star Wars Force Awakens was second place, and then this one is third place. And then I'm recording this on a Sunday morning. So as of right now, the projected weekend box office domestic gross 
is north of $250 million. Um, so Avengers Endgame has the biggest of all time with $350 million. I think uh, The Force Awakens has somewhere between 200 and 250 You know, maybe a little bit more north than that. I know Avengers Infinity War is around 250 as well. So we'll see. I'll definitely post on my Instagram page where this movie falls up um, as far as making, you know, that money. But if you've been following my channel for quite some time, you know why I talk about the box office. So, um, but you know, we'll go into a little bit more on that when we talk about the spoiler stuff. But like I said, general quick overview thoughts, my favorite movie of all time um, in the MCU, my favorite Spider-Man movie. I loved it. It was so great. Um, I've seen it twice so far. I plan on seeing it, you know, a few more times in theaters. I'm going to buy the digital copy. I'm going to buy the, the, the Blu-ray 4K, you know, with all the extras and the digital stuff. And, you know, I'm going to just dive myself into this, you know, Spider-Man movie i love it so much with that being said this is the end of the non-spoiler section so if you have not seen the movie yet now would be a good time to save it at this point go watch the movie and then come back and then you can join me for my spoiler talk so again this is going to be the end of my non-spoiler section and if you um, have not seen the movie yet please stop here i don't want anyone messaging me saying how i spoiled the movie for them i'm giving you plenty of time to turn this podcast off and go watch the movie and then come back and join me for my spoiler talk section okay cool now i have about six different points that i want to cover in this movie instead of going frame by frame because if i did that we'll be here all day so we're gonna get into you know the nitty-gritty with my discussion but i have six main points that i want to talk to you guys covering spider-man no way home now let's start from the business side from a business perspective this is a great way to make the mcu spider-man into just spider-man by himself with the way that this movie ended with everyone forgetting Peter Parker as Spider-Man, well, forgetting Peter Parker in general, it worked both from a story standpoint and a business strategy. So that way going forward, Spider-Man can lead his own films and not have to rely on big cameos from the MCU or anything like that. So with, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, you had Spider-Man, he was super young. He had just fought in, you know, the battle with Civil War, but he's calling, you know, Tony Stark all day. Tony Stark is also, you know, heavy in the movie. He's fighting Vulture and stuff like that. And then you have Spider-Man Far From Home, and then you you know you have Happy Hogan in there. You have you know Nick Fury. You have the scrolls popping up here and there, and uh, you know, if at the end of the day, Spider Man, as much as we may not like it or not from like fans, because we know what this could potentially mean moving forward or whatever the case is, Spider Man is a Sony property. Um, you know, Marvel Disney. Well, Marvel is an entity under Disney because, you know, Disney bought the rights to Marvel and everything like that. I want to say back in 2009. And ever since then, you know, Spider-Man has been a property of Sony. So that's why we've had the Tobey Maguire, you know, trilogy. We had the Andrew Garfield two movies and then with uh captain america civil war there was a deal made between you know disney and sony for disney marvel to use uh the spider-man character so i think that this was a great way where you know spider-man can have his own solo film by himself not really connected to marvel 
um it could be its own b storyline and what i mean by that is you know there are superhero movies that come out and they don't have a direct tie into the you know overview of everything that's going on with you know the marvel plot you, they, they may throw in a um you know uh you know a post credit scene like for example shang chi came out it was his own story right it was the origins of shang chi and you know we had so much fun with that and you know other than mentioning stuff here and there it wasn't really oh we had other characters in it or i think wong showed up for like two seconds but other than that it was just a shang chi movie and it wasn't until the post credit scene that you saw some other characters in there. So I think that this was a great way for, you know, uh, Sony going forward. They could have a standalone Spider-Man movies. They could do their own thing over here on the side. It's still in the same universe as all these other characters, but they don't have to rely on a Doctor Strange or, you know, a Tony Stark to be in there. It could do its own thing. Now, I saw someone post online and actually after thinking about it, I sort of agree with this. I feel like this is um, the Spider-Man between Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man No Way Home. Those were the prequels to Spider-Man becoming Spider-Man. And the reason why I also say that and the reason why I agree with that is because, you know, at the very end of this movie, you know, no one knows who he is. He's living in an apartment all by himself. He's that classic Spider-Man character that we all know and love from the comic books. You know, he makes his own suit, you know, and in previous installments, he was relying on Tark, uh, not Tark, <laughs> oh my gosh, Stark technology for his suits and everything. And I think there was an arc uh, of growth that he had to become into by the end of this movie where he's just Spider-Man. He's Peter Parker by himself. Um, you know, him letting MJ and Ned forget about him. You know, that was, that was heart wrenching, but I think that was done on purpose. And I, you know, it's a bold move. And we're going to talk about, you know, bold choices in another point of mine, but, um, that was a bold choice for the movie to go into. And, you know, I, I can see why they go that way. Um, you know, obviously we always want like the happy go ending at the very end of each movie. But, you know, when they said no way home, I had a feeling that this movie was not going to end on a super, super uh, happy note. I felt like this movie was going to end on a somber note. And I think that's okay. I think that all of us, you know, getting these stories that always are wrapped in a perfect little bow and given to us and everything always lives happily ever after. It's not reality. I think sometimes tragedy, you know, does help perspective and help shape our future. And, you know, a lot of things happen to Peter Parker, you know, since Civil War. You know, right before Civil War, he lost Uncle Ben. He's lost Tony Stark. He's now lost Aunt May. So there's a lot of things. And, you know, and then with MJ and Ned forgetting who he is, he's truly all by himself. You know, none of the superheroes is going to remember who he is as well. So he's able to, you know, become his own person. And, and that that suit at the very end of the movie was iconic. I love it so much with the I love how the blue sparkle or anything. But, you know, it's so like I said, from a business perspective, this was a great way for the MCU Spider-Man to just become Spider-Man by himself. My second point is the multiverse elements with the villains worked for me. Um, they all, for the most part, came back as the same person as they were when they left their own movies. And what was funny is all the promotional material for like, for example, like Electro show him as like, you know, with the yellow, you know, lightning and all that stuff like that. But I called it. I said, it's, I wonder if Electro is going to come back in this one as blue. 
energy first and then in this one he'll get his yellow energy which he did he came back blue first and you know i thought that was so cool um but he recognized the energy and you know electricity in this universe is different you know it was stronger and gave him more power and that's why he went yellow especially after he got the arc reactor and everything like that so i thought that was really cool but his energy and everything when you first see him was blue and i thought that was so cool but i think with just the the multiverse elements you know with it you know and we heard in some of the, the leaks before that all the villains were going to be popped right out right right before they were supposed to die and for the most part they did you know with doc ock he talked about the, the moment in time where he got popped out and it was basically if you go back to spider-man 2 it was before um he, i guess he was to regain his mind control over the arms he had spider-man you know in that chokehold you know he had him in that chokehold um and he was about to kill him you know and i think that's that's the moment he popped out um jamie fox talked about he had already had went into the grid you know um, spider-man had you know did a surge overload uh, overload into him he was in the grid and he was about to come back out and all of a sudden he all of a sudden popped into this universe um i don't know if sandman really talked about how he got here and i vaguely remember how sandman got here and then even goblin um he he had his glider so i don't know if he was right before he was impaled by his glider but you know they all popped in our universe as they were when they first appeared and then they got their makeover or whatever when they got over here so i think overall the the multiverse elements worked for the movie and this goes back to like what i was talking about before with you know some of the things with the previous installments when there was too many villains it didn't work this one worked for it, well this one worked in a way where i i feel like yes there were five villains going on it was a great way to tease a sinister six um the reason why i don't think this well there was only five villains so um you know it wasn't the actual sinister six but i feel like this was a great way to tease it you know just to say hey we can have as many villains in the same movie um but you know the twist of it all you know from the trailers and everything we thought they were all just going to be there just to fight him or whatever the case was and they were but you know the twist of it is he was trying to help the villains you know you know fix themselves the way when they go back to the universes um they a spider-man wasn't going to try to kill them or whatever the case may be so i thought that was pretty cool it was annoying because you're like damn peter parker like you can't fix everyone like i think this was one of the situations where i actually agreed with dr strange is like you know it's their fate and i think that you know just from the surface of it i can understand why peter parker is like i don't want to send them to die but it's also at the same time is like the multiverse is a concept that you really don't understand there's an infinite amount of universes out there with fates out there that are out of your control there's gonna be characters and stuff dying all over the place you can't save everyone so i think you know spider-man definitely got in his own way and you know that led to other things happening to him and i don't want to say they were his fault but you know it's it was just a lesson that he had to learn and i think that you know unfortunately we had some consequences getting into it really quick green goblin was menacing in this movie um he was the scariest villain for real for real um i think unfortunately we saw a lot of the the bridge fight between doc ock and spider-man so when it happened 
you know, we were just, okay, we were seeing more things happen, but for the most part, we seen a lot of that bridge fight. We, we saw a lot of it. And, you know, if with speculations, you know, with his, his tentacles being red, you know, a lot of people speculated, okay, he's going to get nanotech some type of way. And then we, we saw it. So one thing that I will say, and I was going to mention this a little bit later in my notes, but I'll talk about it right now is, you know, us as fans, we have to get to the point where we we want to enjoy the movie and we want to talk about it but we don't want to spoil the the, the surprise and then spoil the enjoyment for us i'm you know i i've seen this movie twice and i had some time to sit there and think about because you know sometimes you can go to a, a movie and walk out and be like oh that's the best thing ever it's the best thing ever because it's super hype but after seeing it a second time and really just letting the movie just digest and sit in my system. I still think this is my favorite movie, but not just because the initial hype, you know, you know, I, I think that there's other elements in the story point and the progression. And I think there's elements in this movie that makes it the best Spider-Man movie for me. But I know a lot of people coming out of this movie is going to be like, oh, this is the greatest of all time just because of the hype. And, you know, that's, you know, it's, it, it is, but, you know, there's other things. But with all that being said, I think we need to get to a place as fans where, you know, let's wait for the Christmas presents, you know, for Christmas. Let's not open them, see what it is, and then put it underneath the Christmas tree. And then when Christmas come, you know, act like we're just surprised. It's like, you know what I mean? I think that, you know, marketing and everything but anyways what i was going to mention before but i'll mention now just we're talking about it there was an article that i saw on instagram where tom holland pretty much said that originally they were going to market this movie as a civil war between dr strange and spider-man and all of the multiversal elements in this movie were going to be hit as a surprise it was going to be so the multi the the civil war was going to be a misdirect and you know so doc ock and green goblin and electro and you know the two spider all well, the other the, the all three spider-man all of them all that was going to be a mis um hidden for the movie so when you went and saw it it was going to be a completely move, different movie than what you thought it was going to be and i feel like that would have been amazing that would have been you know we all would have you know heads blown you know oh my gosh i can't believe this is happening um but we sort of spoiled it for ourselves because you know there was a lot of like plot leaks and you know uh spoilers that was put out i remember over a year ago jimmy fox put on his instagram you know him when he got recast to come back you know he said this time i won't be blue and he posted a picture of himself in the sky as electro and um all three spider-man on like on the ledge looking up at him and then immediately took it down and people was like wait what was that and then you uh alfred molina who plays dr octopus um posted he was in the movie or talked about it in an interview somewhere and i think willem defoe did the same thing as well so it was just kind of like all right and then we had a whole bunch of leaks and stuff like that but you know i think that had a lot of the stuff been hidden um it would have been really really amazing but i still enjoyed it like i still you know like i said the progression of the movie you know and you know how the movie was executed still did it for me uh but some of the things i wish you know wasn't ruined for me with between all the plot leaks and the spoilers and all the stuff like that but anyways back to green goblin he was menacing i think he was more menacing in this movie than he was in the original spider-man one movie and i think because he played the element of you know the good person you know, who's scared and fragile for you know the actual green goblin element really really well 
that scene inside Happy Hogan's apartment where, you know, Peter Parker's helping everyone and all of a sudden his spider senses sense that some something is off and you know everything is just going crazy in his mind and you hear like that loud like woof 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 sound and everyone's walking around and he's like you know what's going on what's wrong and everything's looking around and you know peter parker is just trying to figure out what's going on and then he puts two and two together and realizes green goblin is not you know he he switch he made the switch and he webs his hand up and then green goblin from there that fight scene inside of the apartments was everything he was menacing like he was scary and i think him taking out you know aunt may was i was like oh my gosh like you know and that was another thing that i i knew that was coming um well it wasn't ruined but it was a lot of speculation you know someone's gonna die in this movie um i did it was i was it was either gonna be mj it was gonna be aunt may it had to be someone super important to him I didn't think it was going to be Ned, but I think it was either going to be MJ or Aunt May. But yeah, that was crazy. But anyways, going to topic number three, and I, I made this one a number three just because of the irony of the three Spider-Mans, but Toby and Andrew, period. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, having Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield come back in this movie to reprise their roles as Spider-Man and Peter Parker was something that I didn't think I would ever see on screen. And I think that the biggest achievement for me, well, one of the biggest achievements for me that this movie has done has been able to is, well, one of the biggest achievements for me that this movie has done is that Disney and Sony has come together and joined forces and done something really no other studios have ever done before. Let's take past um, variants of the characters and bring them together in one movie and make it work. Who would have thought when you know after Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire and then it got rebooted with you know the amazing spider-man one with andrew garfield that somewhere in the future we're gonna get both of those characters in the same movie interacting with each other as spider-man i think that you know now is a really good time to be alive for us comic book fans and us you know lovers of superheroes and all things nerdy because this was a childhood's dream you know you know as children we have like our little action figures and stuff like that and we have all the different spider-mans playing with each other and stuff like that but we, you you never think that would happen in the in the main screen and well the movie screen but i think that it was amazing i think both of them looked amazing andrew garfield doesn't age for whatever reason and Tobey Maguire, you can definitely tell that he's aged a little bit but he still looked great in his costume um you know he was an older peter parker and i think that even though he did age a little bit he was an older peter parker and i think that it still works for him um like i said andrew garfield doesn't age their interest in the movie was everything and i remember like just you know we all knew they were coming just from leaks and speculations and everything like that but i thought they were just going to show up in the third act and I think it was kind of funny because, you know, in the trailers, you see Dr. String saying they're all coming and I can't stop it. You know, maybe they could have swung in at that point. Maybe, you know, Spider-Man or well, Tom Holland Spider-Man would have been fighting the, the villains by themselves and 
you know it was going to be too much and then all of a sudden you know the other two spider-man came out of nowhere and you just thought they were just gonna have a little cameo at the end but no they came like two-thirds into the movie and was there you know they they had you know wonderful banners back and forth between each other you know they you know it was the you know the the parallels to because they came at the point where aunt may had passed away and you know ned and you know mj is trying to you know find peter parker and he says you know i want to see peter parker and you know but it was the wrong peter parker it, it was just oh my god it was amazing and i think that you know just when the, the portal opened up because apparently ned has you know his magic abilities now but you know that's that's cool it's fine you know i you know we'll we'll let that slide or whatever but for him to open up the portal and you just see andrews garfield up you know oh just thinking about it just give me chills he ran and jumped through the portal and took off his mask and it was just him in my the you know the theater and i'm pretty sure everywhere the theater went crazy with that and you know the whole banter back and forth and prove to me that you're spider-man and i can't trust you okay i, I can't trust you and all that stuff like that and then mj and was just like you know well maybe we'll just keep doing it until we get the right your peter parker and then everyone in the crowd was like oh my god this is about to happen and they did it again and you see Tobey Maguire, you know just walk through the portal he's all looking confused and stuff like that i was just like oh my god i can't believe these kids are back on on the screen you know it was uh, another funny thing was when uh they were all in the laboratory and um ned was like peter and it was like yeah and then i was like wait wait hold on are, is it yeah and they did that I was like, they did the, they actually did the meme where they're all pointing to each other i thought that was hilarious i immediately pointed it out i was like yep they're doing the meme that thought that was so funny it was a clever way you know what they gave us a lot of fan service and i don't even care because you know we it was one of those things where you're just like i cannot believe this is happening like i can't believe this is you know you know unfolding in front of my eyes on this on this movie screen you know and i think all of them swinging with each other you know near the statue of liberty was everything it was it was amazing it was super amazing even though you knew they were coming even though you you know suspected they were in the movie it's still delivered it was still amazing um when green goblin stabbed toby mcguire's peter parker i literally screamed i was like you better not uh-uh no no no. You, you better not i had a whole attitude but then he was like no i've been stabbed before i'm fine and i was like okay okay listen i didn't y'all didn't have to give me heart palpitations for that for no reason i had a whole attitude after that <laughs> but it was cool they yeah they were in a good portion of the movie um it was everything and i think just it was fan service it was just like avengers endgame thanking the fans for watching the movies for the past 10 years this was sony's way of thanking the fans for watching spider-man movies since 2002 and it was it was everything oh my gosh i i can't um yeah i'm yeah is i think that alone makes this movie the best for me it's like you know spider-man 2 will always have that special place and this will always be my number two but this one is like you have all of them together and it's, it's just appreciation you know you we've been rocking with this since we were kids and you know so this is appreciation um so yeah wow yeah andrew garfield and toby mcguire is in it so you know a, a friend of mine um he asked me he was like so does this mean that spider-man one two or three are officially in the mcu like this this spider-man two or spider-man one the official first movie in the mcu and i was like well they're canon now you, they they are so you know it's hey you know we're, we're just gonna rock with them we're gonna let it slide and it is what it is <laughs> 
anyways uh topic number four this movie made some very bold choices that has a lasting effect one of them being aunt may dying and how it parallels to uncle ben and like i said i had a suspicion that she was going to die and then even as the screen uh, not the screen the the scene was progressing you know when when um peter parker was like i may run and then she's going down the stairs and everything like that and then you know he's fighting green goblin you know she's standing there i was like is it is she about to die you know so i knew it was coming but i think that them killing off aunt may um uh, catapults him to becoming the spider-man that we know from the comic books and i think that you know and this also parallels to um to my second point you know the other big thing you know peter allowing dr strange to cast a spell to allow everyone to forget him and then even allowing mj and ned to, to keep forgetting him at the end of the movie even though he was like, i'm gonna come back and find you guys that puts him exactly where he needs to be to become the spider-man that we all know and love and like i mentioned before you know spider-man in the mcu has relied on um stark technology the movies have relied on cameos and all the stuff like that for it to be a spider-man movie and one of the biggest things that i've always had issues with is you know it's not the spider-man that i know it's not the spider-man you know he's swinging in new york and it's not you know it's not the classic spider-man and you know it still works they weren't bad movies like i still enjoy them i still love them but you know it's just not the nostalgia and it's not the spider-man that i'm used to knowing but i think everything was done for a reason i think like i mentioned before that you know that theory about you know these three movies were like the prequels to the spider-man movies that are coming i think that was true after seeing this movie but you know that was a bold and you know selfless thing that peter did for allowing everyone to really forget him and he knew the consequences and that's that's a that's a scary thing and i think that marvel uh, um shout out to them for allowing huge like risk and stakes to happen in these you know latest movies you know with avengers endgame they killed you know tony stark you know captain america grew old and you know eventually passed away from old age so i think that these these bold and big choices are you know are a risky thing you know you can't really come back from up may passing away i think that if they do keep zendaya around and if they do keep you know ned around and they keep this version of mj and everything like that around he will eventually i feel like mj because even because i'm just even thinking about it i'm like okay once the spell is cast and he goes to the coffee shop where she works at and stuff like that even though she has no memory of him there's still a connection there i think that she you know genuinely was attracted to him so that when she see him walk through the, the coffee shop you know she's like you know being her and mj was always like the sassy you know like what are you doing here and stuff like that um so when she gets all like you know but like butterflies in her stomach you know stumbling over her words and stuff like that i think that she's still there's still like an attraction there between the two of them and i also think that uh her still keeping the broken necklace you know that he got for her and far from home you know yeah so they they left easter eggs and say you know if they if they stick around you know they i feel like she will remember him at some point or fall in love with him again so that may be like a plot element going forward in spider-man 4 we'll see what happens but you know aunt may passed away rest in peace to you know aunt may this is the youngest aunt may that we've had in all the movies so you know it was it was really good though i enjoyed it i enjoyed it 
and then uh, my topic number five uh, my predictions of the uh, the the future for spider-man so I do believe that this is just the beginning. I do think that, you know, there's, I don't know if Tom Holland is going to be Spider-Man forever, but I do feel like he's going to give us a few more movies, but hear me out when I say this. I think that they're going to do another trilogy with Spider-Man. Um, they have a lot of things happening. You know, we have another Venom movie coming out. We have a Craven the Hunter movie coming. We have a Morbius movie coming. Um, there's a lot of things coming. So I think we're definitely going to get, you know, some more Spider-Man movies. You know, we have Into the Spider-Verse, the animated stuff that's coming. Sony is also really, you know, investing a lot of time and efforts into the Miles Morales character. So Spider-Man is not going away anytime soon. With that being said, with the live action, you know, the, the president of Sony was like, you know, as of right now, our deal with Marvel is we give one, they give one type thing. So, you know, they there's another movie or property that, you know, Marvel is going to be able to do where they get to borrow the character of Spider-Man. So we know he's going to appear in something else Marvel soon. We just don't know what it is. And then, you know, they're going to make a Spider-Man 4 with Tom Holland. And, you know, I, that's already been confirmed. So we know that he's coming back. But I do feel like there's going to be another trilogy um, with the Spider-Man character, with the Peter Parker, I should say, Spider-Man character. And the reason why I emphasize the, the Peter Parker element of it is I do think that by the end of that trilogy, you know, we may have a live action Miles Morales, Peter Parker. And I think they're going to use Miles Morales for a while. You know, you know, I love Peter Parker and everything. And but I think that we've had the Peter Parker storyline in, you know, the movies for 20 plus years now. And I think that it may be time to, you know, shift it a little bit and give us someone different. Miles Morales has a lot of different, you know, characters and arcs and of his story and everything like that, that I feel it needs to be told on the big screen. You know, it'll bring the diversity element into it. So I think that that's could be the way that they're going. But I think Spider-Man 4, um, what I, I don't, I don't know if he's going to fight Venom. I, you know, but this ties into one of the post credit scenes with, you know, Eddie Brock, you know, um, Tom Hardy's uh, Venom, you know, we saw at the end of, you know, Venom let them be carnage that he got, you know, you know, transformed into our universe with the spell. And then he saw, you know, Spider-Man on TV and now he's sitting in the bar talking about like, you know, so there's a Hulk and there's an Iron Man, all this type of stuff. And he gets sent back to his own universe, but a piece of the symbiote was left behind. So, you know, that was an indication that Venom is coming. And I think that, you know, you know, listen, what if they did, you know, for Spider-Man 4, you know, Peter Parker is still dealing with the loss of Aunt May. He's dealing with the fact that he's all by himself. He's going through everything. He's having, he's finding hard to, you know, no one knows who he is. So he can't rely on Stark Industries or anything like that. So he's doing everything on, on his own. You know, somehow the symbiote gets over to, you know, New York, attaches himself to it. And then we have that, that battle between him and, you know, the black suit Spider-Man. And we sort of get like a redo of Spider-Man 3. You know, he gets a job at the Daily Bugle and all this stuff and stuff and everything like that. And we don't know. I don't know. I, I think that before Tom Holland is done, we're going to get a Peter Parker versus Venom movie. That's going to be done right. That's going to be done right in the eyes of the fans. And I think that that's going to be iconic because a lot of people did have a problem with how they did, um, you know, Venom in Spider-Man 3. 
But my biggest prediction is at the end of the next series, uh, Miles Morales will be the leading Spider-Man. And they can either go where Peter Parker, he just retires or he, you know, they could kill him off. Um, I don't want him, I don't want them to kill him off. I, I think that'd be, you know, a, a little bit hard. Maybe, but maybe he gets hurt in a way where he's like, yeah, I can't do this no more. But, you know, he's already been mentoring, you know, Miles. Miles gets bit by the spider some type of way. And he just becomes like the advisor for, for Miles. You know, that could definitely happen. So I'm just curious to see what's going to happen, you know, how they're going to go forward from this. Um, I think it's pretty cool that they have all these different characters. I don't know if they're going to keep the blended universes. Um, I know there's been like a huge campaign online for an amazing Spider-Man three with Andrew Garfield. Um, I think Andrew Garfield will be up to doing it. I don't know if Tobey Maguire would be, I think he's, you know, he's probably like, you know, I did it this one and done thing and you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, I'll leave it my legacy where it was, but Andrew Garfield, I feel like he may be up to doing it again and, you know, giving him. And with the multiverse thing right now, I feel like they could have two Spider-Man movies work right next to each other. And, you know, it could work. I don't I don't know. That'd be a hard thing to sell to have an amazing Spider-Man moving over here that has nothing to do with Tom Holland, Spider-Man. And then them not, you know, comparing themselves. Oh, this was better than this one. And I, I don't know if they would do that. I, I it's, it's kind of I don't know. We'll just have to see. But I do think that the biggest thing that I would say is by the end of this next trilogy, if they do another trilogy, we will have Miles Morales as the main Spider-Man and they can go forward and they could do Miles story and they could keep doing Spider-Man movies with a different, you know, Spider-Man. I think that'd be kind of cool. And then my last topic, topic number six, is that Doctor Strange 2 teaser was everything. Um... I want to mention that um, I feel like they're not going to let what happened with Spider-Man happen with Doctor Strange. And what I mean by that is there was a lot of plot leaks and story element leaks and, you know, things being posted online and trailers being leaked and all that type of stuff. That's not going to happen with Doctor Strange. And I think that also a lot of things are going to be a misdirect in these trailers. They have to promote the movie some type of way. So I think that they, they will do it. You know, we got this teaser trailer, but even within this teaser trailer, I feel like it's a misdirect. And the reason why I say that is because if you go back, if you have a chance to go watch it again, you know, Doctor Strange goes over to Wanda. She's over here, you know, Miss, you know, Miss Scarlet Witch, Miss Wanda. You know, that's my, that's my girl. I'm I'm ready. Before I get into this, I, I just, I really want to see. Hold on. Listen to me really good. Are you, are you listening? Hold on. Just, just listen. I want a badass fight between Wanda and Doctor Strange. Period. Period. That's, that's all I want. That's, that's all. If, listen, if I can ask Santa for anything for Christmas this year, I want Wanda AKA the Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange to have a magic fight that is going to literally peel the flesh off my bones. I want to be able to be slain in the spirit in the theaters when I'm watching this movie. I want the magic to come through the screen and grip me by my throat and throw me from side to side. I, I, I want Wanda to turn 
into this magic being that just literally obliterates my my whole existence i just <laughs> i i want i want wanted to go off i want her to go off but like i was saying before i think that you know the trailer they painted her she's over here picking flowers and dr strange is like you know i don't care about what happened in westview you know i need your help what do you know about the multiverse um they're gonna paint her i think wanda's a villain she's gonna be the villain she's supposed to be the villain in this movie there's no way in the world that this lady held this whole town hostage you know at the end of the, at the end of you know wandavision she flies off goes to this little cottage thing she takes the dark hold and she's looking through the dark hold which is all types of evil magic and sorcerer and all the stuff like that and here's her children saying mom help and then all of a sudden it's just like oh i don't care you know no wanda is finna come and slice necks she's chopping heads off she's gonna be like where the f is my kids and i think that they're gonna misdirect i don't know if they're gonna show her as a villain in the marketing i think that that'll be a smart play um if they do her as a villain right we all know from the comics we all know like wanda goes there and i know they're doing a lot of reshoots and stuff like that right now but i want them to hide a lot of elements there's a lot of stuff that's supposed to be coming in this doctor strange movie this is a multiverse of madness um and i will i will leave it as that you know just think about multiverse and the different characters and this is an mcu movie so you never know which type of variants you know just just think about the word variants you know if you've watched the loki series you know variants of characters um uh, multiverse uh everything that just happened with you know the spider-man movie just think about that and other what other people they can bring across um yeah i think that this is going to be a monumental um you thought spider-man was 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 big okay wait it's a doctor strange <laughs> but that teaser trailer was everything i'm super excited for it um i can't wait i know it's gonna be a while before we get anything else it's supposed to come out in may of 2022 and i knew they weren't gonna show us anything dr strange until after spider-man and i even predicted that um one of the end credit scenes was gonna be a dr strange trailer which makes total sense i think they did the same thing for the avengers movie after the first captain america movie so uh, you know it's it, it makes sense though it makes sense i wonder when they're gonna drop the trailer online officially you know maybe the week after the movie comes out well the spider-man movie because they i guess you know let one week can go by you can start posting spoilers but i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens maybe they may wait uh, i don't know we'll see but anyways like i said dr strange 2 or well, dr strange in the multiverse of madness comes out in may and uh yeah i wonder if maybe that's the maybe that's the movie where peter parker shows up you know there's nothing that has it we only thing we know is you know tom holland's peter parker is going to show up in another mcu movie so all the stuff that's coming out that's the only thing that makes the most sense to me it could be that so we'll see we'll see but anyways um there you guys have it that is my you know discussion of spider-man no way home like i said i enjoyed this movie enjoyed as an understatement i love this movie um this is my favorite spider-man movie this is my favorite mcu movie and i think that you know i really tip my hat off to you know kevin feige and you know and marvel and even sony you know for pulling this off I think it was a beautiful love letter to all the fans 
for saying thank you and i want to say thank you to you know the studios for making this happen thank you andrew and toby for coming back um i will you know forever be grateful for this i feel like they did it especially for me <laughs> i know every spider-man fan can say that but you know i really enjoyed this film really enjoyed this film um i get excited just from every you know both times i watched the movie um oh i forgot to mention as well oh my gosh daredevil mr matt murdoch oh my god like i'm over here you know just worrying about you know and even though he was just in one scene but you know there's so much if you haven't been watching hawkeye that's all i'm gonna say Anyways, Matt Murdock, Mr. Daredevil, um, they did confirm Kevin, not Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige confirmed that if Daredevil shows up in anything going forward, it would be Charlie Cox playing, reprising his role as, you know, Matt Murdock. Uh, we do have a She-Hulk TV show that's supposed to be coming out in 2022. Uh, we know She-Hulk, she's a lawyer. Um, she's supposed to be, I, I forgot what type of lawyer that she is, but I think that Matt Murdock could show up opposite of her as well. So, and I know there's an Echo show coming out. I don't know anything about the character. I'm just learning about the character from watching the Hawkeye show. But, you know, rumor has it that I guess out of the Echo show, it will be the next Daredevil show. So there's just a lot of things, you know, Marvel know what they're doing over there. So who am I to sit here? I'm just here for the ride. I'm just gonna be here. I'm just like, you know, we got all these goodies coming. You know, this year, Marvel has fed us. If you think about it, we've had nine different MCU and MCU adjacent properties come out, starting with WandaVision. After that, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. After that, we had Loki. After that, we had Black Widow. After that, we had What If? After that, we had Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. After that, we had Eternals. After that, we had Hawkeye. And then now we have Spider-Man No Way Home. We've had nine different MCU properties come out this year. In one year, nine. That is crazy. And I know as of right now for 2022, you have, you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You have Thor, Love and Thunder. You have Wakanda, oh, sorry, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever as the as the main movies. And then for TV shows, we're supposed to have Miss Marvel. We're supposed to have, you know, Moon Knight. We're supposed to have um, oh, a She-Hulk. So that's six. And then there could be any. So I think six so far is things that are confirmed for next year. You never know what may also show up as well. They may throw another show in there. There's a lot of things that's supposed to be coming as well. So I'm just enjoying the ride. Um, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. So if you enjoy Spider-Man No Way Home, please let me know. Um, you know, you can always hit me up on my Instagram page at the movie bugle. You can send me a tweet on my Twitter page at the movie bugle as well. Please, uh, let's grow this channel together. I only have a few more episodes left for this season that I'm going to take a little bit of a break before I come back for season three next in 2022. Um, so I have a few more things left. I'm going to talk to you guys about, you know, this year, I'm going to wrap everything up in the beginning of January. Um, so, um, yeah, be sure to like and subscribe and comment on, you know, my, my channel and everything like that. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.